Brooklyn, New York, and Hollywood, California. It's the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny, starring Nate and Adam. This week, Smitty. And now, two guys who know how to run the two-minute drill for the ladies. Adam Wilson and Nathan Frizzell. Thank you, Emily Ann Heineman, for that carnal introduction. Shit, if I can last two minutes, it's a good day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, um, I always wonder, what's, what's longer, uh, the uh, We Will Rock You by Queen or my performance? You know what I mean? hey um, And the answer, of course, is We Will Rock You because that is two minutes and one second long, and I, only two minutes. <laughs> Welcome, Hootenears, to the Bicoastal Hootenanny, starring Nate and Adam. I am and Adam. Adam Tootenanny Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York, where it is currently 63 degrees Fahrenheit, and it might be raining out there. It's been a bit drizzly. It's uh, it's one of those days that makes New York look like London. And I am starring Nathan Frizzell, where it is, uh, in Hollywood, California, that is, in <laughs> eight, where, it, where it is 8.15 a.m., so oh, I apologize right. if there is a, a bit of uh, haziness on my part today. It is 68 degrees to start the day off. Oh, it's going to get up to about 87, though, like so don't worry. Brian pan out there, Nate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's uh, mostly sunny. It's a nice, beautiful morning, actually, to start the day off. Uh, Adam? It's well, been a week, man, I tell you. Well, yeah, man, it, well, first off, I, I feel bad. It's, it's 11, it's 11, 17 Eastern Daylight Time for me, uh, 8, 17 mm-hmm. Pacific Daylight Time for you. I can't, I can't podcast at 8, 15 in the morning. You know why? Why? Because I'm just getting in. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually, you do have, uh, you do have one of the weirdest schedules of anybody that I know. That's right. And you, and you, uh. You are a night owl, my friend. That I have a weirder schedule than a chick who just got off the pill. Uh, <laughs> I don't wait. What did, does their schedule change when they the, get off the pill? Yeah, the the um, the, the the pill it regulates periods, so you're all scheduled. You know, you got your, you know, you got your seven days of placebos. Um, like you, you have your know. you have your period at the same time every month uh, yes. if you're on the pill. Uh, and, well, I mean, if you're not on the pill, if you're really lucky, you have your period like every same time every month. Uh, but then, you know, it can be wacky. You know what I mean? I know everything. Sure. Nate, I know everything about women. I don't know why you don't ask me these things more often. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Instead of actually asking women from now on, I'm just going to call you. That's right. Because <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll probably lie about it anyway. That's what they do. Right. See? You yeah. didn't know that. You didn't know that about women. You thought they I were didn't. You thought they were all honest creatures. Yeah, but, look, that's but, what I get. But I caught you having I just I just caught you having not read the first three chapters of Genesis. Yeah, well, I, I I I have to plead guilty to that. I read the first chapter and I was like, I give up. Mm-hmm. And then Peter, you ever tried that? I've actually tried like reading the Bible before, uh, but just because I thought it would make me a good Christian if I did. I was like, oh man, I, you know, I need I'm going to do it like a chapter or two chapters a day. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a good Christian boy. And I, I did, I honestly did not make it through the first two chapters of Genesis as far as I was like, God, I can't. Oh, wow. 
Um, what version were you going? Were you going King James on it or New International? What no, uh, New American Standard. New American Standard. Oh, that's good because that's the one that inserted the word homosexual in there. So you know that God hates him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's the one. <laughs> that's you, no I, other reason. Again, Hootenears, uh, this is the Bicoastal Hootenannies uh, official stance on homosexuality, that God forbids homosexuality as it is written in the Bible that was written by the Zondervan Corporation in 1951. Right. Yeah. Right. So that is, yeah. we, we stand by that. And then oh. previously by King James in the 12th century. No, no, no. Right. He just no, no, no. That, just, that was just against something called effeminate. And then, <laughs> the word homo, the, the word homosexual was never mentioned in the Bible until 1951. Dead serious. Yeah, no. I, I, you're right. I, I know that. Before it was just man shall not lie with man. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hey. Um. Oh, but but anyway, but, but to respond to you there, I've, I've read the Bible uh, front and back uh, quite a few times. Uh, I don't know why I've always, I can't, first of all, I can't finish Animal Farm, but I can finish the entire Bible, and Animal Farm is way more entertaining, uh, except once you get to the Song of Songs part, that part is good, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's riveting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's those books that, that it deal with, like, genealogy and stuff yeah. like that, and it's like, and, and Sarah begat Isaac, and blah, blah, right. blah, blah, it's well, just like, oh my god, I can't, I can't, I don't care. That's what people don't realize, you said that you wanted to read the Bible straight through front to back, uh, you know, Genesis to uh, Revelation, or as the French call it, Apocalypse, uh, you wanted to do it <laughs> so that you could be a very good Christian, but you don't, what you don't realize is that th- you're three-fourths of the way through, and all you've done is just become a really good Jew. Exactly. You know? Exactly. I By the time I get to the New Testament, I'm so burned out. I might as well be a Muslim. Yeah. So I, I can't even focus anymore. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. And uh, we would like to welcome our hootenears from the NSA who are now listening. Good to see you guys. You fucking <laughs> retards. Fuck you. All right. Yay, um, First Amendment. Hey, <clears> tell, <throat> tell me though about your week that you sort of alluded to, to which you sort of alluded. Yeah. Um, uh, so, okay. So I got back into the swing of things, you know, I was feeling off for like a couple of weeks. I was, I was a little tired and whatever. Um, I had, a, I had, um, a couple of incidents happen to me. Uh, but, uh, I, my, somebody stole my bicycle. Uh-huh. I've been, I've been I don't, there. I don't want I don't want to get too in depth on this because um, I, 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 I'm going to go off on a rant and I, I, I feel like saving that for another time. Plus, this, this movie was written by Paul Rubens and Phil Hartman and it was directed by Tim Burton. And, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it is yeah, well, you, but yeah. You know this story. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, so, so, but suffice to say that um, I'm not sure if you remember me talking about this, but last year, um, somebody decided to randomly set my Jeep Wrangler, my beloved Jeep Wrangler, on fire. Right. So I lost my beloved Jeep Wrangler last year. Right. You go outside and you think, oh, the Lakers must have won the NBA title. Like, no, just random, yeah. random Jeep. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Or the Lakers must have just won a random game. Oh, you know? <laughs> the Lakers. that's all it takes. The that's Lakers. all it takes for the fucking Lakers. <laughs> the, fans. the Lakers beat the Bucks on Tuesday night on TNT. Right? <laughs> exactly. Ernie, 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 the Lakers going to win the championship this year, Ernie. Ernie. Yeah. Ernie. <laughs> Ernie. Kenny. Ernie. Okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, you know. There's that. So I went out there and I I lost my beloved car. I had to buy a new one. Granted, I got some insurance money, but I'm also going to be paying off this new car for the next couple of years, which is something I did not want to do. Right. Um, and so to offset some of the the costs that I was going to incur, you know, from a new car, I decided to buy a bicycle. Mm-hmm. A because you know it, it's nice to have around. You know, it's it, it's good in Los Angeles to get from places you don't have to worry about driving on the road and 
you get a little exercise. It's nice, right? Mm-hmm. So I've had this bike for about a year and a half. Um, love it. You know, it was very convenient, very easy. Eliminated a lot of the stress from my life. I go outside earlier this week and it's gone. It's gone. Bullshit. And it's not like I just had it sitting on the side of my house. I had a clamp lock on it and I had a chain with a padlock right. wrapped around that bike and they still got it. Motherfucker. They, who what, needs- what do you mean they? They, whoever they is, listening. Oh, is that is that a grammatical error that made on purpose to yes. allude to who you think it is? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's just that general. That's that X Files day. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like they are watching. They are listening. Oh, so you I think? Oh, so X Files. So you think it might have been aliens that were illegal? Who did it? You think? <laughs> what are you? I'm trying to get it. What I'm trying you know to what? make actually, you racist. Actually, you know what? I don't think that at all. As a matter of fact, I think it had to be. Just some like methed out scuzzy white person, uh-huh. and I t- tell you that. Nice, and, nice and the reason I said got to make sure they're white so nobody gets pissed off at the podcast. No, it's true. I was, You're I right, was yeah. literally, I, I really wanted to misplace my anger, but you know what? Here's the here's the reason why I think that because I honestly believe that the only people who would bother with stealing a a two hundred dollar bike, a Schwinn from Target, mm-hmm. would would be a sad, pathetic, cracked out white person. <laughs> it was just not a great bike and it was surrounded by four other bikes that belong to people in my building mm-hmm. uh so why they chose mine you know they they just did not have good decision making right. skills so you know and so it's a schwinn that's so a white person looks like oh god it's a schwinn let's take it so i was <laughs> so you know at first i thought this was just the beginning of uh, peewee's big adventure part two but uh apparently it's just uh you're just an innocent bystander in train spotting two or something Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Some, and as a matter of fact, one of my neighbors said he thinks he saw the guy mm-hmm. a couple of days before and called him, referred to him as a ginger. Oh. So. Uh, Whoa. Yeah. But hold on, you know, I mean, ginger is uh, is an anagram of something. That uh, you know what I mean. It could, oh, have been, could have been one of those. You know what I mean. Well, I this neighbor doesn't often speak in anagrams. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I don't if think it, I have to worry about that. If it was like Stephen Laverne, then he's basically, you know, he's saying something else. Right. If it were Steve Laverne that called, you know, somebody, it was called somebody a ginger, then I'd have to think twice. Stephen Laverne, <laughs> also known as Glenn Pesterhaven or Svetlan Prehenji. Uh, oh, dear. Those are anagrams he, of his name. Did he come up with those or did you come up with those for him? He came up with those. I came up with the best anagram ever of anybody's name, and that's the anagram of my name. My name is Adam Wilson, and an anagram of my name is Anal Wisdom. <laughs> I think your parents planned that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Elena. Uh, uh, let me. T- I'll tell you. I'll tell you quickly about my week. Um, I Please. took. Speaking of Elena, by the way, I took her to a place called Eddie's Ice Cream Shop out in uh, Forest Hills, Queens. Uh, which hmm. uh, Forest Hills, Queens? Hey, that's where Paul Simon grew up. A uh, very affluent kind of, you know, what she calls a Jappy neighborhood now. Do you know what that means? It doesn't mean what it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. No, no, I know. I know. Jewish American princess. Uh, I mean, uh, our uh, our guest this week is a veteran. And when he hears Jappy, I think he thinks of something else. But yes, Jewish, Amer- Jewish American <laughs> princess. Um, the, uh, yeah, a lot of, is that, that type of neighborhood. But this old-timey 1906, um, circa 1906 ice cream shop, like the classic, like, you know, you sit at a bar made of marble and you get, like, you know, banana splits and banana royals and, like, you know, 
sundaes and it's like classic ice cream made right there they milk the cow out back or something i don't know but uh yeah. it's it was like it was from another era and if that place ever goes away i'm going to kill myself um and I, but i remember this this anxiety of taking her there because she grew up in brooklyn um uh and that's kind of like you know whenever i say hey babe i'm going to take you to a special place that i know that you don't know it's a surprise uh, you can get a bit of anxiety there because like uh, it could be um uh, well, I'll tell, I'll tell, like, I remember about 10 years ago, I had a girlfriend and I was like, Hey, uh, when we go to, when we go to Dallas for the cotton bowl, I'm going to take you to a special place we used to go to whenever we'd visit Dallas when I was a kid. I think you're going to really love it. it was, it'll, it'll be our special place that we go with great oh. Tex-Mex place when we go to Dallas, the Dallas Fort nice. Worth area. Uh, the place is called on the border. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I didn't know that there was more than one of them on earth. Apparently there's thousands <laughs> of them. <laughs> Not only that, there's like five of them in Baton Rouge, where I lived at the time, and uh, right. so I felt like a douche. So yeah. I, I'm kind of gun shy on that. But uh, you know, sure enough, uh, she had never heard of Eddie's Ice Cream Shop. It was great. Later on, we watched the um, uh, the Jets Patriots game at uh, kind of a, at, a, at an Irish pub where uh, there were people of all sorts, and there was a melting pot of people. And I heard a man. I heard a man say the following, Nate. Okay, I heard okay. a man say the following. Just said, um, <clears throat> "Ready? Here we go." Yeah. Uh, MacArthur wasn't a hero. He was a fucking god. Okay, that's what he said. Now, wow. that, now that doesn't that only sounds okay. I repeat, referring to, he's referring to General MacArthur. General right? Douglas MacArthur, corn cob no. pipe uh, MacArthur. Yes, uh, MacArthur wasn't a hero. He was a fucking god. Now, it must be noted that this man was from a working class area of Boston, which made the pronunciation of every word in that sentence extremely hilarious. And the God. whole, yeah, it's like, my God, God, there wasn't a hero. He was a fucking God. Like, it was so good. It was the best, <laughs> the best I've ever heard of, of, of like Boston speak. So yeah. I, was, I was really happy. About that's, that. that's why whenever I finally go to Boston, I will go straight to a church just to hear them say oh, that over and over. My <laughs> first, the first words I ever heard out of a beaner. And now that's Boston person, not, yeah. not Mexican. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so um, remember I'm, I'm the not racist one. Nate over there, a different story. Uh, now it's all me. Uh, I was, uh, I was visiting Boston for the first time and I was on the, I guess, what is it? The T they call it the T there's their subway up there at the T. I think that's what it's called. Or is that just the bus? I don't know. I was on their little subway train. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm in whatever subway station I'm supposed to be in waiting on a train. And it's just me and one guy, um, kind of a, kind of a, um, you know, middle-aged man with a Boston college polo and a Boston Red Sox hat and a red nose as if his name were Rudolph because he had been drinking for the evening. And it was July, must've been a hundred degrees in that subway station and which they, it was something to which they are not used, you know? So, uh, and the guy's just kind of rocking back and forth and breathing really hard out of his, uh, out of his nose. And I'm just kind of, I see him out in my periphery and he just says the first words that I ever heard come out of a Boston person's mouth. It's fucking hot. Just, <laughs> just echoed in this subway station. And I, I had to fight not to laugh out loud because I thought he might kill me or something. So yeah. <laughs> they they are sensitive those Bostonites. Later on, I wanted to ask all these Boston people, "Hey, where do you hide your black people?" And uh, I finally asked one, and then they had an answer. Oh, Roxbury. <laughs> that's where they put them. Wow. You thought they you thought they were going to be offended, and they're just like, "Oh yeah. no, that's a, oh, that's no, a natural yep. question." We put them over there. Put them over there. Give them a, give them a great place. Yeah, we're real progressive. Yeah. Racist <laughs> motherfuckers. Fucking hate Boston. Fuck Boston. Piece of shit city. Uh, right. you always have to listen to people. People that are from Boston, you always have to listen to how great Boston is. It's, it, you know, uh, they're even worse than oh, New Orleans. There's, Orleanians. there's nothing like a five foot eight ginger with a green Red Sox cap on backwards, going like Southie, bro, Southie, bro, 
Southie, bro. Just no. If you go, if you go to Braintree, you're going too far. You go to Braintree, yeah. you're going too far. You got to go back. Got to go back. One stop. One wicked stop. One wicked stop. They got. Bro. They got even worse. They got even worse once uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck got popular. You know, because all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden they've got they've got two heroes in every, films. Every fucking That's, movie is made in Boston now. Yeah. 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 And, and then and then the, the town came out. The fight out was so wicked good. The fight yeah, out. And the, the town came out and everybody was like, everybody thought that they could fight everybody. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. All right, I have a question for you, Adam. Oh, I need I need your help on something real quick. Uh-huh. Um, I, I won't I won't take too much of the time with this, but okay. So we're from the South. We're two good old Southern boys, you and I, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So part of what's part of our DNA is country music. Am I am I not am I not correct in saying that? Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So we so we we're we're supposed to be good judges of, of country music. So, yeah, you know, like you, I'm sure, I was raised among the greats. Yeah, no doubt. Iron Butterfly, The Doors, Jefferson Airplane, <laughs> The Grateful Dead. Uh, yeah. Uh, country sure. music, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was, raised, I was raised among the greats. You know, Hank Williams, Merle Haggard, mm-hmm. uh, George Jones. Yeah. My boyhood was spent listening to Garth Brooks and Clint Black and mm-hmm. George Strait. And yeah, Rita. there we go. George Strait. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my one. That's my one. And as as a true country fan, I hate Toby Keith and anyone who is a fan of Toby Keith or wears his stupid Walmart grade hats. Uh-huh. So this fact alone should just define me as a true country fan. Sure. But now, recently I heard a song on the radio mm-hmm. called "Cruise" by by a band of Florida Georgia Line. Have you heard it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I loved it, and. I think it makes me. I think I have to face the fact that I'm. I've turned into a bad country fan. Oh, you like shitty country music now? That's well, it. I don't know. I want you to help me in this, right? Are you pause gonna play it for, for me? Yeah, pause for editing. Okay. Because I gotta get through this fucking advertisement real quick on YouTube. Oh right, okay. I haven't downloaded it, so at least that's the saving grace. Okay, great. Okay, so you are doing oh. this legally. Good, good to yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so here we go. This is this is a song called uh, Florida Georgia Line. I want you to tell me. I'm just gonna play a little bit of it. I want you to tell me what you think. This is a car revving up. Baby, a song you make me wanna roll my windows down and cruise. All right, that's just a little taste. Yeah, Did you hear that? yeah, yeah. It, it's it's um it's kind of um it's catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. You know? It's it's that new Nashville, new Nashville catchy stuff. And um, you know, I think I think part of it is that I've been stuck in Los Angeles for so long. I don't even think that they have a country station. That this comes on and suddenly I I've got my windows down. I'm riding in my car. It's a lovely day, and I'm like, oh shit, this is what it's like to listen to country music again. And I feel like I'm you know on some back roads Texas road, and I'm having a great. The wind is blowing through my hair. And, uh, you know, I, I have that old feeling back and I'm All like, right. okay, so am I bad? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think you're bad. Uh, I mean, look, first off my, my old friend, Ben Gedry from high school plays on, on some of these, some of these types of records. Um, I mean, they're catchy, they're catchy Nashville tunes. It's a different era. It's not, it doesn't have to be what it used to be. Um, the, uh, I, I, I think we can live without country music being about beating your wife and then asking for forgiveness. And well, not uh, if you ask David Allen Coe. Oh well, well, I think he's dead, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, oh, really? um, 
He's got to be. There's no way he's. I mean, he'd be seventy something at this point. There's no way he's alive. If he's alive, oh, nobody lives to seventy something. No one. It's not possible. I'm just not. Not him. He's. No, not I mean, that's true. Didn't you listen to his music and how hard drinking and hard living and rambling he was? Well, hey, Keith Richards is still alive. Uh, that's different. That's not a country musician. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, now nah, I, I don't know. It's a shitty song, but it's catchy, so you know. Right. Okay. Good. Good. I just want to make sure that that doesn't definitively make me a terrible country fan, because I would be devastated if I found that out. Well, we all we've all got our guilty pleasures. I mean, that's true. I mean, what's yours? Tell me. You know, you got one. Uh, well, I got plenty. I think. Well, hold on. Well, you know how much I love uh, good old fashioned rock and roll. Um, well, first off, I mean, the Doors suck. They suck. I love them, but they suck. Pink Floyd's also kind of. They kind of suck, but I love them. They kind of. They kind of suck, right? I mean, you listen to them, you're like, oh, okay. You know, when you listen to Wish You Were Here by, by Pink Floyd, you're like, oh, as if they didn't instinctively you know, write this specifically because they knew that a bunch of frat boys at some college bar in 1998 were going to be singing, we're just two lost souls swimming in a fishbowl. <laughs> that part, like, that's, of course, it was, yeah, okay, I get it, you know? They, yeah. They were in it for some money. I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, we, th- those are, I think those are guilty pleasures that we all have. Sure. Um, yeah. Also, I love the Bee Gees. So, good. I do. I, gen- I genuinely like the Bee Gees. Yeah, I can't hate on you for that. You know, uh, the, I, there, was a, there was a phase in, in, around uh, junior high when I first discovered uh, Saturday Night Fever. Where I was like, holy shit, this is, uh, this is good music. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I would listen to it in secret. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you know, Nate, I just, I, just, I just noticed. I just noticed that where we're standing right now uh, because I, I didn't I – mean, we just – blah, 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 blah. That's my impression of you and me right now when we could yeah. just open this door right here and just walk, walk into this little space. Must be about 100 cubic feet and nothing more. But we, there's plenty of room for plenty of love and plenty of awesomeness in a place we like to call JD's Office. Oh, yeah, let's step right on in here. Oh, my God, somebody's here. Somebody's here. Who is that? Oh, who's that over there? Holy crap. Oh, man. That is, is that R.W. Smith? Is that who that is? Boys. R.W. Smith. (laughs) How's it going? Smitty, we call him. That's, uh, that is the, uh, that is what we call him. That's what I was introduced to you as. I never knew yeah. your name. I didn't know your name was R.W. Smith until like, ni- well, 19 something. Until like five years after I met you. <laughs> 19 something. Never heard of you in yeah. 1997. All three before you knew. Yeah. Oh, man, Smitty, it's good to hear your voice, man. It's been a long time, my friend. It has been a long time. What, 2003? So, what, 10 years now? Wow. Yeah. Last time I saw you, well, one of the last times I saw you, you just had your first baby girl. <laughs> yes. Yes. And how, um, how old is she now? Uh, well, if that was 10 years ago, I'll let you do the math. <laughs> Dumbass. Uh, that's, I, math was never my strong suit. <laughs> that helped me out here. It's a Hollywood actor, people. It's a Hollywood yeah. actor over there. Uh, there you go. She, uh, she actually did. She just turned 10 in May. So. 10 in May. Uh, Hootenears. Wow. Hootenears, uh, to give you a little bit of the uh, Hootenear family tree here, um, uh, our former guest, uh, Chris Kirker, who came on and gave us that awful treatment of haikus, that horrible, oh, that horrible art form that should not exist, uh, and, uh, and Adam Hose, uh, who's famous for catching home run balls left and right and being a sidewalk Alabama fan, more on that later, uh, those two men, along with R.W. Smith, comprised of the worser half of the uh, 2003 graduating class of LSU's uh, master of the fine arts program in theater. So that's, that's oh yes, we were definitely the worst half. So yes, that's right. You, or at least the at least the not as good looking half. 
Yeah. No offense. Uh, I don't no know. Offense. Adam Hose is one good looking woman. So. I, I've, 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 yeah, I have met so many women who have said, I, I, I'm dead serious, who have said, like, God, I want to sit on his face so bad. <laughs> and, what? uh, no, I, I, I know many women who like don't know him personally, but like have met him like at you know like the, uh, he lives up here. Well, he lives in Jersey City, so he lives in the New York metro area. So we watch LSU games often together because he's a he's an LSU alumnus, <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Uh, Somehow, so whenever whenever LSU's good, he jumps on the bandwagon, uh, and then uh, so he comes over to our bar and like you know. Uh, you know, chicks are like, uh, hey, who's that guy? And I was like, his name's Adam. He's a good guy. He's a good friend of mine. And I was like, God, I want to sit on his face. He's so good looking. Like, so many, I, I swear, 100 women have told me that. Wow. Well, and ironically, I, we did that a lot in movement class. So, yeah. Yeah. We take turns sitting on his face. I always tell, I always tell this woman, uh, he just complain about your labia. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't oh, waste yeah. your time. Oh, yeah. That's the, funny thing, that's the funny thing about these women is that they, they don't want to have sex with them. They just want to sit on his face. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good fucking reference, man. Anyway. Um, um, so we're, we're here in uh, JD's office, Mitty. Okay. And this is where we, uh, this is our, our sophisticated segment of the show where we talk about uh, the finer things in life. We talk about I can tell. The, uh, I can tell. <laughs> the art of cinema and the art of mm. television. Okay. Um, uh, had, have you seen anything lately that you must tell us about? Is there, has there been any movie or TV show that's just jumped out at you lately? Okay, I hate to be the lame guy, but um, I just got done watching The Wire. <laughs> oh, I've actually never seen The Wire. Um, I, I, it's one of those shows, you know, they, they lump it in there with Breaking Bad. Sometimes it can be sort of over-talked about, but really is one of the best written shows I've ever seen. Why would, why would this make you lame, Smitty? Well, because I think there's a lot of people who always go to that. You know, oh, it's like the go-to. They're always like, oh, The Wire, The Wire, oh, The Wire. And I was like, fine, I will watch it. And okay. within two episodes, I was like, oh, fuck me. They were right. So what's the uh, – so, 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 you know, pardon my ignorance, but uh, give me give me the 30-second pitch. Like what is it uh, – what's it about and what makes it so good? It's the most realistic character development I've ever seen on television. Oh, Look this, at that. this is a master of the fine arts speaking, Hootenears. A master of the fine <laughs> yeah. arts. Not a not a servant of the fine arts. A master. No. <laughs> not a slave of the fine arts. Not a yeah. squire of the fine arts. A fucking master of the fine arts. You respect. That's right. Yeah. So, well, no, it, it is. It's amazing because, like, a lot of times, you know, you've got sort of the villain and you've got the the hero. But they the, the complexity with which they break down each character is, is really just amazing. And, and it's kind of Game of Thrones and that you better not fall in love with any character because they probably aren't going to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, what, where does this where does this show take place? I think I know. It's, uh, Baltimore. That's what I thought. Now, I'm, I'm intrigued already because I've never seen any depiction of Baltimore that's not like December and dark and rainy, like ever. Like, you know what I mean? Like every movie that right. takes place in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's about well, it's, it's about Edgar Allan Poe or it's that movie Diner. Uh, but still, <laughs> it's it's dark and cold and dank. And so I'm assuming that there are some episodes of The Wire that take place in Baltimore in the summer. Which, oh yeah, very yeah. bright and sunny, and yeah, yeah. And they actually give a great depiction of the city. I wouldn't, yeah. I would never, I probably wouldn't recognize it. But like, that's Baltimore. The sun's out. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's not December year round. There aren't ravens everywhere. There's not John Cusack saying pretentious bullshit poetry crap that nobody cares about. <laughs> I can't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's good. It's good. I, I recommend it highly. So. You watching this on the Netflix? Um, watching it on the HBO Go. Oh, ah, even better. Yes, indeed. So, 
HBO Go is a pretty fantastic thing. Oh, it is um, a fantastic thing because I'm about to watch uh, season four of Eastbound and Down starting late this month uh, on HBO Go. So I'm very happy about HBO that, Go. That dude just bothers me. Uh, What's that dude's name? Uh, well, Danny McBride is his name. He plays Kenny Powers. If is that, yeah. that's who you're talking about. I can't get yeah. enough. He's every uncle I've ever had. Love him. I can't get enough of it. That show was written for me. Just written for me to like. Well, good. Everybody's got to have their one. Uh-huh. I had lost. <laughs> yeah, I stuck with that one. That one yeah. hurt. That one hurt. I stuck with it, but I was like, okay. How did yeah. it hurt? You talk about the, the finale? Yeah, the whole last season. Just like, that's, okay. That's the thing. I actually did not have a problem with the finale of Lost. I had a problem with the entire last season. You know, yeah, they no, kept, you know they what? Kept... I, I agree with that. I agree with that. The last show was good, but that, yeah, that fucking last season was brutal. They just kept creating more questions. It's like, aren't you supposed to be answering questions now like you, you've only got a couple episodes left i don't want to know who his who jacob's mother was you know right, like, <laughs> so. right. I, don't, uh, I may still be pissed off at that writer so oh, uh, <laughs> you guys you guys are gonna really uh hang this you guys are really gonna put the news around this show for um for having an ending that you didn't like i mean isn't that like like i know it's the age-old saying but when you look at a gravestone uh it's not it's not the the uh the date of birth that's important it's not the date of death that's important it's that dash the middle right. everything that happens between the middle and the end the rising action the falling action are you going to tell me that because john quincy adams died of a stroke that he wasn't a good ambassador to prussia if you were going to tell me that nate frizzell and rw smith i'm going to march right out of this room no i agree with you 100 percent it'd be like saying seinfeld sucked because of the last last episode yeah that sucked exactly. that that was, I, that was terrible. Yeah, i guess my issue is is if you don't actually answer the concept of what your show's about then maybe you shouldn't have made it that's a good yeah. point okay that's fine <laughs> exactly okay. especially if you spent what seven seasons you know yeah. like like ra- roping people in yeah <laughs> Um, well, I tell you something that I watched this week, as, as you both know, uh, Friday was, uh, Friday the 13th, That's right. you know, d- doesn't come around very often. And of course everybody's all su- superstitious. An and- average of twice a year, by the way, no less than once, no more than thrice, but usually twice. Per Look year. at that. Yeah. Uh, actually my favorite Friday the 13th I ever had was my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. It was Friday the 13th in October that year. There was a full moon out and they had just re-released the exorcist with scenes you'd never seen before into the theaters. And I went to see it because I thought, you know, Ooh, you got to do this on a full moon on Friday the 13th in October, because that's ooh scary. And, uh, <laughs> what is it? I'd actually, Oh, excuse me. It's scurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually never seen, um, the exorcist before. And, uh, yeah, I went home that night and I had to sleep with my light on. My roommates <laughs> laughed at me. You pussies. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good one though. They don't get much better than The Exorcist. <laughs> they really don't. They they've tried. God knows they've tried. They made so many exorcism movies now that I, mm-hmm. you can keep track of them. But anyway, so I watched the um, uh, sci-fi. The Sci-Fi Channel had a, the Friday the Thirteenth series marathon on the the, the other day. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I watched a couple. Did you have you seen any of those Friday the Thirteenth movies, Smitty? I've seen uh, the first six or seven, yes. Yeah, that's usually when most people gave up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I remember the first one with just the mom and the... Uh, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, you know, you look, if you don't know that Mrs. Voorhees is the killer in the original Friday the 13th by now, I have no sympathy for you. Yeah. Well, which one does he find the mask in? Do you remember? Is that is that four? Three. It's three. 
in three D, no less. The eighties right. version of three D with those really bad blue and red glasses. But yeah, three is where he finds the mask. Two, he just wore a sack over his head and overalls. <laughs> two, two, he was somewhat retarded with a bag over his head. You know? Yeah, but he smarted up. <laughs> yeah, oh no, he totally did. Um, but you know, they just got—they were just all so ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. say what you want about those movies, but they just got more and more ridiculous. Nightmare on Elm Street was a a pretty like solid franchise, but Friday the 13th just got more and more ridiculous. Like, for example. I feel like every cop in any Friday the 13th movie is the worst cop of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they don't, they make no smart decisions. They never believe anybody. There's, they live in a town where they, there's children always get killed around the lake and yet they still let them go there. It is always <laughs> a bit like Dukes of Hazard meets deliverance. Right. Right. Like there was a scene here. And th- this is how a scene went. I think it was in part six. So, you know, there's like Tommy Jarvis, the, the kid who was young Corey Feldman played him for the first time and he lived mm-hmm. through like three movies. And in six, like they're holding him in jail because they think he's like a Jason copycat killer. And so the cop goes, looks to his daughter and he goes, they found another dead body. And the, the daughter, who's of course in love with Tommy Jarvis, goes, oh, when? And the cop goes, don't you worry about it. Daughter goes, Daddy, tell me when. And he goes, I said, forget it. So they, this goes on and on for about 15 seconds. It's wonderful writing. And then finally, the cop decides he's going to tell her they found him 30 minutes ago. And the daughter goes, But Tommy's been in jail for the last hour. So therefore, Tommy can't do it, right? Well, the cop looks at her and goes, That doesn't mean anything. Now get out of my way. I got a town to save. You know? <laughs> it's just like, Well, you're going to be dead in about 30 <laughs> seconds. Sure enough, he walks out of the door, machete through the head. Like, he t- doesn't even make it for another hour of the story. Uh, just a just a not great franchise. I always I always love any dialogue where the um it's like I've got a direct object to transitive verb. Um, like nobody ever. Uh, there's like um you know I've got a job to do. Okay, people yeah. say that, but other than that, there is no instance of an anglophone person saying I've got a. A, a direct object to transitive verb. I've got, right. I, I've got a town to save. Cops don't say that. Cops, <laughs> cops say nothing. It's like I got a quota to meet, so I got to pull over some blacks. That's what they say. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. You leave me alone. I got some shit to do. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I've got shit to do. There's all. There's also. But yeah. That's that's it. A town to save. I mean, Not right know. now, ma'am. I got some coffee and donuts to imbibe and yeah. consume. <laughs> no, really though. You know the Freddy franchise was so nice nightmare on elm street because it was kind of a little bit more intelligent and funny and you right. know, it was like the right. diehard of action movies you know it was like trying a little more yes like these they were just like okay the only thing we're gonna do in these movies is kill teenagers so let's find different ways to do that mm-hmm. yeah and there was one re- one of my favorite kills in all the movies though is this girl is in a tent and obviously she's just had sex and her boyfriend has gone out to investigate a noise and he dies. So she's waiting for him to come back. And then all of a sudden Jason rips through the tent and she's in her sleeping bag. So he drags her out of the tent in the sleeping bag, mm-hmm. picks her up in the air, and just slams her against the tree. It's just this big like sleeping bag. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that they, they cut to her like falling back to the ground and like her face is all split open. I was like, Oh, that's really neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at what we're entertained by here in good old yeah. America. That's right. Yeah. 
Hey Nate, it, it was Friday the Thirteenth this past week, and and uh, one one age old um, you know tradition of Friday the Thirteenth is that Friday the Thirteenth is a very unlucky day. And yes. until now, I thought I was thinking to myself, I don't think anything unlucky happened to me or Nate, uh, and presumably or Smitty uh, this past Friday the Thirteenth. But nay, there was something very unlucky that happened to oh, us. Oh no! We both forgot to meet our scurry movie challenge. Yes, we did. We yeah. did. Uh, I. It, it's not a matter of forgetting so much for me. Uh, for those of you Hootenears out there who don't recall, I issued a Bicoastal Hootenanny Scurry Movie Challenge a couple weeks ago um, for the release of Insidious 2. Uh, Insidious 2. Insidious 1. That was that movie. That's, this again. that's the scurry movie that it was, everybody they was had, like. It was, they was in this Insidious. They was in this dream. And then they, they went into this other dream, and Leonardo DiCaprio was in it, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it. And that girl who likes girls, she was up in it, Juno. And then they go into a dream, and then they go into another dream. And then they, that's, is that the right movie? No, that's right, because it was like, they were like trying to get something out of his head. And they were like, right. well, he needs got like some numbers up there it that was, we need. Yeah, I know. They had, a, they, they, something was hid up in his teddy bear. Up in his head, and they had to unlock it. They had to get the combination. I don't know what the combination was. I don't remember everything about that movie. I got bored, and I left. But then his daddy had died. That's right. And and it's like, well, he's the only person that knows this number. So let's, you know, but we gotta go let's ask, find out. Why didn't they just ask him though? Why didn't they just ask him? I don't know. Because that wouldn't have been a. They wouldn't have been no movie. They just asked him. They had to make a movie. What? I don't right. know that motherfucking van hit the ground yet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was lovely. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, Insidious Two came out, and uh, I, you know, Smitty um, Adam had the stroke of genius to start seeing movies such as Insidious, which is a horror movie, yeah, uh, in in uh, Harlem, uh, because well, let's just say it, it adds a level of of, of movie watching. Yeah, uh, and so I said, it all does. right, Adam, awesome. you go see this movie in Harlem. I'll go see this movie in Compton. And if we both make it out alive, then we'll come back here and we'll 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 report on our um, our, our findings. Okay. Well, I could not get anyone to go with me mm-hmm. to Compton to Nate, see this. Movie. Nate has no black friends, is what he's trying to yeah, say. I, no, I, I do. Black I got black friends. That's what I heard. Yeah, I do. Even they wouldn't go with me. They were like, "You want to go to Compton?" Fuck uh, you! <laughs> in, in 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 fairness, in fairness, uh, Harlem has virg- Harlem has a much lower crime rate than you would than it did in the seventies in its heyday. Uh, Compton, I think, uh, is still holding strong that crime rate. So, uh, right, that's what yeah. that's you know what some PDFs have told me. So. Um, I you know what the funny thing about Compton is out here. I always hear NPR, the NPR station out here, mm-hmm. like hosting like big like fundraisers and charity events and stuff like that. So come on down uh, th- this Saturday in Compton, and uh, you know from from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. we'll get you out, we'll get you out nice and early, so, you know, so the sun doesn't go down. <laughs> I was like, why of all places would you host events in Compton? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a, a charity event where people will be carrying money to donate, uh, just carry money in their pockets, cash in right. their pockets, uh, or blank checks. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Um, so anyway, so I ended up going to see Insidious 2, uh, in, um, in, in the theater near my house, uh, more on that next week in JD's office. Oh, you did see it. I didn't see it. So we, hey, let's step out of JD's office. We got to take a break. Okay. Yeah. 
Let's do that. Uh, before we take a break, um, uh, see you later, JD. Uh, Smitty, come step out with us, by the way. Uh, okay. Smitty, I got a, I got a question for you before we take a break. Um, yes, sir. And uh, Hootenears, I'll tell you why in a bit why I'm asking him this question. Smitty, do you have any pets right now, and what are their names? Uh, we have one pet. It's a cat, and his name is Jack. Jack. Uh, okay. Uh, that's not ringing a bell Original. for me. You know what I'm getting at. Why, why Jack? Oh, um... I believe one of the kids came up with that name. Oh, wow. A tradition has died. Okay, I see. Um, uh, I'm referring to you had two cats named after... Uh, yes. No, actually, um, we uh, uh, are looking at getting a couple of dogs, and I can tell you that uh, right now there's going to be a Spiller and a Watkins. Oh, great. Great. No, no like Dabo? No, the tradition will continue. This was the kids got their one naming. So, mm-hmm. And this, uh, this began with you had a cat named Howard. Is that right? No, uh, Bowden. Uh, but but did, wait, you didn't have anything named Howard before that? No, no, we had Bowden, and um, we uh, we actually had uh, um, we had Boyd for a little while here, but uh, oh, okay, yeah, he he met a car that didn't like him. Oh. I, I am referring to uh, Smitty's undergrad alma mater, Clemson University. Uh, yes. Smitty, a native of Charleston, South Carolina, uh, did his undergrad over at Clemson, uh, home of the Tigers, home of oh, here's another question, uh, home of uh, Memorial Stadium, also known as Death Valley. Now, uh, tell the Hootenears really quickly because a lot of people wonder, uh, because a lot of people uh, that, that listen to this podcast, uh, as if they exist, uh, are familiar <laughs> with LSU's Tiger Stadium being known as Death Valley. Now, tell me the story of uh, really quick before you take a break. What's the story of Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, being known as Death Valley? Uh, it was the Presbyterian coach, a small college here in South Carolina that uh, Clemson would play a lot. And back in the late 40s, I want to say, early 50s, mm-hmm. um, he described it as always just going to Death Valley because we would beat them like 48 to nothing, 50 to nothing. And so it was that coach that actually referred to it as Death Valley back then, and the name kind of stuck. Pre- uh, speaking of names, Presbyterian, home of the Blue Hose. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so that, and in fact, that was after a 1941 meeting between 41. Clemson and uh, Presbyterian. Uh, hey, Nate, do you know when uh, you know when uh, Tiger Stadium became uh, known as uh, Death Valley? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. It was probably 1940. That's my guess. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> yes, maybe maybe after Huey Long was assassinated. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, easy. Whoa, whoa, easy. First, first, that stupid frat at LSU makes fun of makes light of the Kent State massacre this past weekend, and now you make light of. Huey Long getting assassinated in the building that he built with his own bare hands, his own burr hands. How dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare uh, you? I'm deeply offended. Well, every every man is a king, but no man wears a crown. Uh, Hootenears, I have to go vomit. Uh, that is uh, that's R.W. Smith over there. Uh, wait, Smitty, are you in Charleston? Where are you? I am. I'm in Charleston. R.W. Smith's over in, in Charleston, South Carolina. Nate Frizzell over there in Hollywood, California. I'm Adam Wilson. Adam Tootenanny Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be back in a bit with some spo- uh, news and some sports, including first down and balls. You're listening to the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. You've got your fingers. Now you have your way on one, two. Wonder if someday I can have them the way I once said. Here at the Rich Dick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. 
So join us every week for the Red Stick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. Is it scorching outside? Is your throat parched? Well, if you have a dollar, you can get a snowball from Emily Snowballs in Bowling Green, Kentucky. We're only 2,070 miles from Hollywood and 865 miles from Brooklyn, New York. We have over 50 flavors and three different types of cream to choose from. We're open seven days a week on the corner of 31W Bypass and Cabell Drive. Hope to see you soon. Coastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. I am Nate Frizzell, joined by my awesome co-host, Adam Tootenanny Wilson in Brooklyn, New York. And our special guest this week, R.W. Smith, better known as Smitty from uh, Charleston, South Carolina. South uh, Carolina, known for its mobile home population. Yeah, Is that right? Miss America. Yes, Miss America went on last night and said, I'm from South Carolina and we lead the nation in mobile homes. Because that's how we roll. Wait a minute. Was she saying that as a joke or was she like that? Like, that was her introduction. Like, here's Miss South Carolina. And she came out and said, I'm from where the the state that leads the nation in mobile homes because that's how we roll. Oh, Hell. wow. Wait. <laughs> yes, she did. Like yeah, a, this message brought to you by Bubba's Trailers. <laughs> I mean, that that's that's hold on, I mean, that could have been a joke on on one of two. Love. First off, that's the way we roll. That's a pun. Yes. Right. But are they proud of the mobile homes or was that the joke too? Were well, they joking about trailer I, trash? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many levels she has. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, a, P- a Punjabi woman won the uh, won Miss America last night, by the way. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I heard she did like uh, for the talent portion, she did like an Eastern Indian dance. Oh, I bet it was you know, awesome. because nothing says America like an Eastern <laughs> Indian dance. You know. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, before we get too far into this segment of the show, I just I want to start by saying congratulations to you, Adam Tootenanny Wilson. Me. Uh, on a yes, on a very fine Tootenanny Tuesday this past week. Oh. Um, <laughs> I specifically want to congratulate you on La Boite aux Letters. Oh God. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, which you should, uh, La Boite Letters is our like you know talkback segment where you can email us or call us, uh, give us a voicemail. Uh, you wondered if I was going to be upset with you for opening La Boite without me, and I, I assure you, I am not. Oh, I, I don't believe you. You got no. Be- I'm not. I really am not. I. I First of all, let me get into this. I'm referring specifically one call, and I think that you know what I'm. <laughs> letter number three, you mean from yeah, Jer- letter from number Jersey number City, three. New Jersey. Uh, Smitty, to, to fill you in so you're not in the dark, um, we received a phone call uh, last week from uh, Mr. and Mrs. Adam Bruce Hose. Oh. Um, yeah, from, from uh, Adam and, and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've only met Lindsay once, and she's quite lovely. Um, no, you know, no, she's... no, don't say that. Lovely means fat with a pretty face. Um, <laughs> and uh, I assure you, Lindsay Hose does not have a pretty face. Um, well, I... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's fucking hot. She's like, seriously, like, you know. <laughs> Uh, he, Adam traded up. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I, <laughs> I haven't had much of an opportunity to get to know her, but it, it's nice to know that her comedic timing is better than her husband's. Oh, um, oh. Now, you see, you, the, the, the reason I'm excited about you doing what you did is because you can get away with that voice, with handling that voicemail. I cannot. Um, for example, because Hose, to me, he's the brother who always got away with punching you when mom wasn't looking. Oh. And then when you ret- retaliated, mom always seemed to catch you doing it. And not only did you get in trouble for punching your brother, you got in double trouble for punching Hose because he was the golden child. And God forbid things not go his way. <laughs> so I had, res- had I responded to that voicemail in any way, especially the Auburn, Alabama, LSU insanity, I probably would have had to put up with some tears and name calling. And so whatever. Thank you, Adam Wilson, for taking that bullet for me. Nate, you're an oldest child, but I swear you sound – you've always been – very, um, very second child to me. <laughs> yeah. Like I, that, I that's neither good nor bad. I just mean, I mean, I know you're the oldest child in your family, but you, I yeah. swear to God, you always, you seem like you have a big brother. I, well, I, I sort of actually did go. Did you ever meet my cousin Bubba? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Already. Yeah, I already my, like this man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, uh, his, well, his real name is Donnie. Uh, so it's not much of an improvement. Uh, but, uh, but we, I've always called him Bubba. That's what we've always called him. And um, he, he's five years older than me, and he was sort of like my older brother growing mm-hmm. up, okay. uh, even though I am the only child of my parents. Um, so I, I guess I, in a way, sort of am always like the younger brother. But uh, Hose was definitely like the, my foil. If I've ever had a foil in life, it was Adam Hose because I could never get away with anything around him. I, I, it, it always rained down upon me, mm-hmm. including, well, I was telling you the story off air about how he convinced me to come work for him in this website. And I was writing on it for a couple months. And then he was like, oh, hey, uh, come be an editor for this section. I was like, well, it's a little bit more time than I'm willing to spend. And he's like, no, I really want you to do it. I think you'd be great for it. Uh, it would be wonderful. I was like, I right, fine. So I sent a letter to the boss and said, I accept. I'll be the editor. The very next day, Adam quit working for the website and <laughs> just left me high and dry. I was just like, shit, I got roped in again. Not surprising that the first time I saw the both of you, he was playing the bitter Charlie Brown, whereas you were playing <laughs> the optimistic, hopeful, pussy-ass Linus Van Pelt. So. <laughs> that described their relationship for the next three years. Yeah, right. Except for, I don't, I disagree with the pussy-ass part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, um, all right. Well, hey, you know what's not pussy ass? What's I'll that? tell you, it's it's neither pussy nor ass. Sometimes ass, but definitely not pussy. A little thing <laughs> we like to call the probe, starring Nathan Frizzell. Welcome to the probe. I'm Nathan Frizzell, where we go deep. Adam. Yes. Smitty. Yes. If you go to, if you go to Louisiana, watch out for your brain. Oh God, what's wrong? Uh, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with this uh, lately. Uh, and I'm stalling now because the website that I'm referring to is not pulling up. Uh, <laughs> but there is a um, there has been a, a recent strain of outbreak of a, a brain eating amoeba in in freshwater uh, lakes and rivers in Louisiana. Uh, it's happened in a, a number of other places, but they just had the third death recently in the country just in the last year from this brain-eating amoeba that is found when you go swimming in uh, freshwater lakes or uh, rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I can't get this website up. I've got facts and everything written down. Anyway, suffice to say, there's a, there's hard a kid. Hard-hitting, hard-hitting the probe, yes. Yeah, sorry. Look, I'm trying to fly, I'm trying to fly solo because uh, my website won't pull up <laughs> right now. It's not working for me either. I'm, I'm just going to look it up. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I might uh, see. This is why we're a good partnership because if I if I fail, Adam picks me right back up. Right. Um, the uh, well, for, well, I'll, I'll I'll tell a little anecdote uh, that reminds me of this and that involves you, Nate. Was one day we went to the Smitty. You were there too. This was back on uh, August eleventh, two thousand one. Uh, we were at, uh, at, in the Bogachitta in um, the Bogachitta River in Mississippi, and um, uh, oh. you remember remember Nate where you des- you you um, you denied being pussy ass. Um, <laughs> You, uh, no, 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 you're, you're terribly pussy ass because of the way you reacted to a, finding a leech on your shoulder. That is the most girlish mm-hmm. reaction to anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's a dead on Nate Frizzell with a little leech on him. So I, can't I had a leech on my shoulder for the first time in history. It was uh-huh. a, it was a jarring experience. Mm-hmm. And how big was it? I don't know. It was big enough to s- suck blood out of my body. Mm-hmm. You know. How big was it? You tell you tell me. I don't remember. Uh, it was about an inch and a half long, about the same size as your dick. Uh, uh, how would you know? First of all, sir, how dare you? What I've seen, I've seen some of my friends' dicks. Tests of a Louisiana parish's water <laughs> supply confirmed the presence of a rare brain-eating amoeba blamed for last month's death of a four-year-old boy. Whoa. The state's Department of Health and Hospitals said Thursday that tests conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention found Negleria Faleri. Sounds like and, a uh, now, now, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Negleria Faleri, who that is? <laughs> she girl that works over at the bank on Tuesday. She got she got minutes on her cell phone. I need to call her. <laughs> no, she probably all out because she was. We was talking about going to the movies the other oh, night. Lord, I know that's right. Y'all see Insidious. The water is safe to drink, state officials said, although they cautioned against getting water in the nose because that is how this brain-eating amoeba gets into your body. Then it gets into your brain, starts eating your brain, and only three people in the history of the world have been saved once this amoeba gets into your brain. Uh, They say that uh, symptoms include – they're very flu-like, and they also include headache, Fever, nausea, vomiting, stiff neck, disorientation, uh, and they say some tips to prevent risk of infection is avoid swimming in fresh water when the water temperature is high and the water level is low. Hold your nose shut or use nose clips while swimming. I would rather die. Uh, (laughs) Avoid stirring up the sediment while wading in shallow, warm, freshwater areas so you know don't walk in the water. If you are irrigating, flushing, or rinsing your sinuses, for example, by using a neti pot, use water that has been distilled or sterilized. I don't know how that fits into this thing, but okay. Um, Yeah, so now they're going to pour like a bunch of chlorine into the water in in Chalmette, in St. Bernard. Uh, Well, I'll I'll tell you how that neti pot thing actually, like, um, is that your sinuses are so vulnerable to whatever hits them. And the thing about a neti pot is you're pouring it in your sinuses. I mean, that's very that's very sensitive. Everything like those nerves are very sensitive in there. So if there's anything like you have to boil the water in an, in a net, you have to really sterilize the water in a neti pot or you'll, you will die. So that's what it is. Yeah. Just don't use neti pots. It's stupid. You're pouring shit in your nose. That's the whole, that's the dip. That's the opposite of what you want to be doing. You want to get stuff out of your nose. I actually have video from when uh, we all went to Scotland to do a, a show a couple of years ago. And one of the people that went with me was none other than LSU alum, Mike Tozan. Uh-huh. <laughs> I took video of him neti potting himself. Oh, with neti potting in, in that fucking nose. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> uh and it was pretty it was pretty funny. He started crying at one point. <laughs> yeah. 
but this this is sad. This is sad news because now like it's like you can't even go like tubing anymore like we did, you know, without having to worry about something eating your brain. Ugh. It's yeah, just, there's, it's just, there's really not a preventative measure you can do if you're going tubing. I mean, you're going to get water up your nose. So. Right. right. Yeah. Even if you wear one of those terrible nose clips. Right. Which you're not going to do that. Yeah. No. And, and if you did, I don't want to know you. No. You know, um, but, uh, you know, they say that it, it is most commonly found in the southeastern United States. Uh, are you still considered south, southeastern United States, Smitty? In South Carolina, I would like to think so. Yeah. yeah. What kind of, well, I don't know. Nate, that's that's, that's more like mid south. That's like middle mid range. It's old south, is what it is. But it's southeast. Yeah. What are you talking I guess about? So. I guess I will, so. I will never forget my uh, when we first moved to Louisiana, and we went to uh, the Winn Dixie, and right near our house. And I was asking uh, one of the stock boys there about where I could find something in the grocery store. And he hey, said, stock boy, come over here. Hey, stock boy, where do you keep your, uh, your tobacco? Um, but he, uh, so I was asking him and he said, you're not from around here, are you? I said, no, no, we're from South Carolina. He said, oh, Yankee. <laughs> I said, man, I hate that shit. I hate that shit so much. I'm from West Monroe. They called me Yankee all the time. Fuck that. Yeah. I hate that. Well, I told him, I said, well, no, I said, I'm not, but I can tell you, I know people who'd fight you for that. Cause you know, we started the war, right? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> the guy's never heard of Thomas Sumter, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's the kind of, well, that's also the guy who would say, you would say something about, he would call it the, the war of Northern aggression, which, <laughs> yeah. but like, like guys, even if like, come on, even if you're Kenny powers about this, you know, even if, even if you're, you know, that one uncle I have who starts every conversation at Thanksgiving, like, you know, the civil war wasn't really about slavery and it yeah. just, and it makes everybody feel really uncomfortable because then right. we have to fucking talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, anybody but, who makes that argument can't say war of Northern aggression. They always say it's the wall of Northern. Aggression. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they, uh, their, their pronunciation of the word cunnilingus is, uh, is very funny. Uh, the, um, um <laughs> That's, that's that's an old uh that's a christopher walken joke look um my point is uh the the south took fort sumter it was federal property the the the, uh, the united states army had no choice but to yep. uh, wage war against the this militia yep. i mean yep. it, it's like in the papers i was like i mean jefferson davis learned that at west point you know what i yeah. mean yeah. And, and, you know living here in south carolina it's really it's interesting to see how people ride this line between I'm more patriotic than you. I think we should secede. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, how can you be both? But okay. But in the end, they think it's to make it all better. So, um, yeah, they, they justify it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think there's some brain eating amoeba here. So <laughs> it's called racism. Uh, yeah. yeah, but that that's everywhere. I was actually just talking to somebody about that yesterday. I said, you know, they everybody out here likes to pretend that the South is such an awful place and Los Angeles is so righteous when it comes to racism. <laughs> I said, well, first of all, they made a whole movie about how that's not true called Crash. Yeah. Uh, so, but secondly, um, the difference is, and we've said it on this podcast before, um, in the South, they do it to your face. In Los Angeles, they wait till you're out of the room. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah I, I, I used to say the same thing. I'm like, Spike Lee didn't say do the right thing in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. It was in Harlem for a reason. Right, right. Yeah, and same thing with Jungle Fever. Mm. Yes. Mm. Uh, 
<laughs> hey, before we close up the probe, I, I gotta because uh, we're talking about um, we're talking about South Carolina a little bit. Uh, Schmitty, the big rivalry. First off, I was we'll, we'll talk about. I mean, I should talk about this in balls, but this is more like geography. Uh, I was heartbroken when Georgia beat South Carolina in football. Now I know you weren't Schmitty because you hate the Gamecocks. Um, I was because I thought we had a potential game of the century Thanksgiving weekend with an, two undefeated Palmetto State rivals. Mm. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, nevertheless, uh, South Carolina lost to the Bulldogs. Now. The, the rivalry between Clemson and South Carolina. Now, as it, like, let's, let's to, to put it in the context of other football rivalries, uh, let's say Texas and Texas A&M. That's, the, that's what they call the T-Sips versus the Aggies. That's, the, that's the, the journalism majors versus the farmers. You know, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, that's the preppies mm-hmm. versus the redheaded stepchildren. Uh, cool. L- LSU Tulane was always the rich Jewish kids versus the coonasses. Uh, <laughs> what, is, what is Clemson and, and, and the University of South Carolina? Uh, what? Uh, yeah, South Carolina was really. It was for years. It was basically the the lawyers and doctors versus the uh, the cow school, the agricultural school of Clemson. So, I mean, Clemson was originally Clemson A and M. We were agriculture and military. Oh, and that's right. We still have a pretty big military presence. Um, uh, ROTC type stuff now, but um, yeah. anyway, yeah, no, it. it uh, so yeah, we were always the cow college. Now our engineering program is is pretty big and we're actually our universities considered one of the better universities in the southeast so uh academically we're better than them but i mean they still have like one of the best mba programs in the world so yeah, yeah, I nice. mean, but yeah they were always sort of the 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 lawyers and the doctors and we were the cow school uh, and uh, to make it a to see jump between clemson and lsu that does not involve chick-fil-a bowl results from the previous <laughs> year that uh, about which we need not speak um, no Congratulations of getting that monkey off your back. Uh, Smitty, um, uh, Clemson, South Carolina is very near a town called Central South Carolina, which is home to Daniel High School, where mm. uh, a little basketball player played a little uh, high school ball, and uh, we know him as Pistol Pete Maravich. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes, no indeed. relation to Pete Sampras. Nate, I will fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Fuck you so hard. You, you are hey, such what? an... No, I just said, no, 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 no. I didn't say I will fuck you so hard. I said, I was about to say I will fuck you up. And then I said, fuck you so hard. Those are two different sentences. I did not say I will fuck you so hard. Y'all need a moment? <laughs> anyway. No, please. Please stay with us. Please stay with us. Make sure nothing happens. Uh, no, I'm, um, and I think I want to say that didn't his dad move down there to coach? And so that's. Yes. His dad, yeah. his dad they're, they're from the Pittsburgh area. And um, his dad was, uh, his dad coached at both. North Carolina State and Clemson before mm-hmm. getting the uh, LSU head coaching right. job. That's what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know who else we missed out? What else we missed out on? Um, the guy who created Gatorade actually created the formula when he was at Clemson. Oh, and, man. And then took it with him when he moved to the University of Florida, and then thusly it's named Gatorade. Not that I think it would be named Tigerade now, but just, once again, we missed out. It's just as good, it's just as good of a name, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Tiger is more, you know, Tiger's more a spry anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. A gator. If you gator. just watch a gator, you can watch gator. a gator at the zoo. They just sit around. Tigerade. Yeah. Tigers, they, they pounce. They, uh, they uh, you know, you don't, don't back him into a corner. A ti- yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Gators just get run over on the interstate. They <laughs> become belts. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, anyway. Uh, hey, that was the probe starring Nathan Frizzell. That was the probe. And uh, let's go from talking sports to talking sports. Adam Wilson, show us your balls. Welcome to Balls. I'm Adam Tootenanny Wilson, America's Balls caster. Uh, Nate, big milestone in my life. I just saw my 100th New York Metropolitans game this week. Uh, oh. That's right, Smitty. You see how bad I got it? 
Wow. That's a hundred Mets games. Ouch. And uh, I think it, I don't. I, I know what their record is, but it feels like they're 0 and 100. I've now seen 101. What? I saw one yesterday, but they're they're uh, 40. Let's see, 44 and 57 all time avec moi en présence. Uh, it is. I'm telling you, I grew up a Saints fan. This is way worse. Way worse. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. The Saints were once a week. The Mets are every day. That's why it's worse. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. Uh, especially since you got those douchebags up in the Bronx. Uh, uh, you, 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 you just constantly crumbling. Like, hey, put Mo in. When's Mo going to pitch? You know, over here. You know, anyway. <laughs> um, speaking of baseball, uh, also, you know, it, so in, in my 100 uh, Mets games, I've seen uh, quite a few milestones. I saw, I saw what's called a Maddox pitched by R.A. Dickey. Uh, a Maddox, uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, it is a complete game shutout with fewer than 100 pitches thrown by the starting pitcher. It's only happened about 220 times in all of the 200-some-odd thousand games that have ever been played. I also saw what has happened even less often, what's called an immaculate inning thrown by Ivan Nova for the New York Yankees against the Mets. An immaculate inning. Do either of you know what that is? No. Nine pitches? That, yes, nine pitches, nine strikes. Nice. Ooh. That's the inning. So, like, yep. the, the, in, the infielders, the outfielders, they can just rest yep. easy. That's Strike one, strike two, strike three, one, two, three, one, two, three, and that's it. That's, wow. That, that, has, uh, that is the kind of thing, I don't know how many times that's happened, but it's very rare. In fact, very rare, excuse me. In fact, it mm. did not happen from 1928 to 1954, not once. So, wow. Uh, it has, has happened twice this season, though. So, uh, uh Also, uh, back to uh, uh, one thing. Also, I think we saw yesterday perhaps the greatest two-minute drill of all time when uh, good, good lord. Oh, wait. Hold on. Oh, yeah. well, oh no, wait. You're talking. Are you talking about your game, Smitty? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was like, go ahead. Oh, right. Well, the Buffalo Bills ran quite a two-minute drill yesterday on your Carolina Panthers featuring Cam Newton. Um, <sighs> yeah. Now, that was rough. And um, more on that in a bit. I was referring to uh, uh, Drew Brees, who mm, – mm-hmm. who, uh, get, get this. First off, they get the ball with a minute seven at their own, what, 38, I guess. And, yeah. uh, and, and get this. First off, they never got out of bounds. They never stopped the clock. They just did it. Uh, breeze to Graham for 15 yards. They, within six seconds, they're snapping the ball again. Breeze to Sproles for uh, eight yards. And then they got right up there. Breeze to Colston for 31 yards to the Tampa Bay 9 with 24 seconds left. And then they spiked it with six seconds left and kicked the game-winning field goal. I've never seen it done so effortlessly and so well, especially in a in a game where the opposing defense had played very well. In fact, scored a defensive touchdown, an 85-yard touchdown return by, uh, I don't know, some douchebag. Anyway, um, so that was the Saints who that. Now... On two. First down and All right, let's do this. Adam, tell uh, us about the results from well, last week. Oh, man, the results for last week were not pretty. First off, Nate, you made a few errors. Your Texas Christian Horned Frogs lost to my Texas Tech Red Raiders. Your Dallas Cowboys lost to my Kansas City Chiefs. Your San Francisco 49ers fell to my Seattle Seahawks. And your Jesuit Blue Jays fell to my St. Paul Wolves. Yeah. Duran Duran. Uh, but I made a few mistakes myself. In fact, many more. My Iowa State Cyclones boat. My Iowa State Cyclones lost to your Iowa Hawkeyes. My Kansas Jayhawks fell to your Rice Owls. My Wake Forest Demon Deacons fell to your Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. What the fuck was I thinking? My Louisiana Tech Bulldogs lost to your Tulane Green Wave. Again, what the fuck was I thinking? My Washington Huskies, excuse me, my Washington Racists, lost to your Philadelphia Eagles. My Buffalo Bills fell to your and Smitty's. No, they didn't. Wait, who won that game? Uh, but wait, 
Wait, the, Smith, between Smith, the Bills, Buffalo won. and Carolina. The Bills won. The Bills won. Oh, oh, great! No, I got that one right then. Never mind. There right. you go. Okay, and then and then my Detroit Lions. <laughs> Wait, who the fuck? Uh, who Green Bay play? Green Bay played. Um, oh shit! Uh, I, I know this. Look, at any rate, I think I tabulated it wrong, but it looks like the score is eleven to nothing this week uh, for Nate, which means uh, oh, the total score right now, the total score right now is eight to seven all season in favor of Nate. You have taken the lead, uh, pending my actually tabulating the scores wrong, <laughs> but uh, uh, eight to seven. So, well, uh, assuming I'm doing this correct, and I probably am not, but it's still fun. Uh, Smitty, you are a guest picker this week, and since you are an uh, alumnus of Clemson University, who is currently in the Atlantic Coast Conference, we're going to add the Atlantic Coast Conference into first down at balls this week uh smitty you were born first you're one i'm two i was born second nate you are three and i shall now pick a random number with some random number generator on the iphone and the random number is one smitty begin now all right uh, i'll take uh my army Kill Osama bin Laden's over here. Uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacon uh, Adam. That's the Army Black Knights. Uh, now, uh, Nate Fussell, I will take my Virginia Tech Hokies over your Marshall Thundering Herd. R.W. Smith Smitty, I will take my West Virginia Mountain People over your Maryland Not Mountain People. That's the Mountaineers over the Terrapins, you stupid retard. I will take my Virginia Cavaliers over your Virginia Military Institute standing liners, Adam. Smitty, that's key debts. You're an army vet. What the hell? Okay, uh, Nathan, <laughs> Nathan Brazell, I'll take my Florida State Seminoles over your Bethune Cookman Wildcats. Fine, I will take my Miami, Florida Hurricanes over your Savannah State. Hicks. Tigers! Tigers, you stupid asshole! <laughs> I will take my North Carolina Tar Heels over your Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Yes, uh, Nate Frizzell will take my Pittsburgh Panthers over your Duke Blue Devils. And I will take Smitty's Clemson Tigers over Smitty's North Carolina <laughs> State Nobody. And that's the Atlantic Coast Conference on to the state of Louisiana. Smitty, you've got the board. Go towards Nate. All right, I will we'll take the Louisiana Tech fighting Skip Holtzes uh, over your Kansas Jayhawks, uh, Nathan. Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, Smitty. <laughs> that's huge. Uh, I, I will take, uh, Adam Wilson, I would take my Baylor uh, green and white jerseys uh, over your ULM uh Warhawks. <laughs> yes, Warhawks. Bears. Baylor Bears. Uh, Bears, whatever. R.W. Smith, I'll take my Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns over your Akron Zips. I don't like that pick. Fuck, I messed up. <laughs> keep, uh, keep going, Smitty. Sorry. Nathan, I'll take my Syracuse Orangemen now in the ACC over your Tulane, Tulane Green Wave. Uh, well, and, Adam Wilson. And the, hold on, and that's whoops. the state of Louisiana. On to the Southeastern Conference. Nate, you've got the board. Go towards Smitty. Uh, R.W. Smith, Smitty, I will take my Vandy Candy over your uh, Massachusetts, um, whatever. That's Commodore's uh, Minutemen. Uh-huh. All right, uh, Adam, I will take uh, I will take my Indiana Hoosiers over your Missouri Tigers. Nathan Brazil, I'll take my Mississippi State Bulldogs over your Troy Trojans. That's fine. I will take uh, Smitty. I will take my Arkansas Razorbacks over your Rutgers. What a, I, I give up. Scarlet Knights. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> what? God, Jesus. Adam, I will take my Georgia Bulldogs over your North Texas Don't Believe in Evolutions. <laughs> Meat Green, of course. Uh, Nate Purcell, I'll take my Texas A&M Aggies over your Southern Methodist Mustangs. You go for it. Uh, Smitty, I'm going to take my Alabama Crimson Tide over the Colorado State Buffaloes. Rams! Rams, you stupid dumbass. Oh, shit. Well, that's, you know, they, that they, looks like a buffalo on their hats. No, it doesn't. Uh, it's a ram head. It's... <laughs> 
Okay, I'm sorry. I will take my Florida Gators over your Tennessee Volunteers. Dave Frizzell, I'll take my Louisiana State Fighting Tigers over your Auburn War Eagle Plainsman Tigers, and I will make that my And that was the SEC. We're going to go to the NFL. Nate, you've got the board. Go towards me. Uh, Adam Wilson, I will take, uh, let's see, we got Pittsburgh. I'll take my Pittsburgh Steelers. No, I won't. I will take my Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals over your Pittsburgh Steelers. R.W. Smith, I'm going to take my Kansas City Chiefs over your Philadelphia Eagles. That's right. Ah, Nathan Frizzell, I will take my Houston Texans over your Baltimore Ravens. That's just fine, Adam Wilson. I will take my San Diego Chargers over your Tennessee Titans. R.W. Smith, I'll take my, oh, God. Buffalo Bills over your New York Jets, I think. (laughs) Nathan, I will take my Green Bay Packers over your Cincinnati Bengals. That's just fine. I will take my, oh, shit. Uh, I'll take my Minnesota Vikings over your Cleveland Browns. I don't know why I just did that. Uh, R.W. Smith, I'm going to take my New England Patriots over your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Nathan, I will take my Atlanta Falcons over your Miami Dolphins. That's just fine. I will take my San Francisco 49ers over your Indy... Indiana, Indianapolis Colts. Oops, that's a misprint on my part. Uh, R.W. Smith, <laughs> I'll take my Seattle Seahawks over your Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, uh, Nathan Frizzell, I will take my Chicago Bears over your Pittsburgh Steelers. Adam Wilson, I'm going to take my, not really my, New York Giants over Smitty's Carolina Panthers. Well, it's mine, but yes, uh, Smitty, uh, R.W. Smith, I'll take my St. Louis Rams over your and Nathan's Dallas Cowboys. Fuck you, Nate. Yeah, enjoy Uh, that. Nathan, I will take uh, my Detroit Lions over your Washington Redskins. That's just fine, because I'm going to take my New Orleans Saints over your Arizona Cardinals, Adam Wilson, who dat. And, Nate, you're going to make that your shoe-in of the straw. Shoe-in of the straw. And those are our picks for this week, but before we do that, Nate, we got one. you and I have one more pick to make each, and go ahead and make your pick. Adam Wilson, I'm going to take uh, your West Monroe senior Whoa, whoa no, 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 no. You pick your own school. That's mine. Oh, okay, fine. I'm going to take uh, my Jesuit Blue Jays over your Central Baton Rouge Centralites. Wildcats. Wild fucking cats. There's uh, Central Baton Rouge. Nathan Fazell and R.W. Smith, I'll take my West Monroe 38-year-old Rebels over your Barb Buccaneers. And that was First Down and Balls. Hard-hitting balls today. All right, nice. that's right. Uh, 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 Smitty, i got a question for you. Um, yes, sir. Now, now, I know you root for Clemson. I know you root for your Carolina Panthers. Who are your other teams in the other sports, or do you root at all? Uh, I'm a Braves fan. Okay, makes sense. I grew up a Braves fan. And, um, oh, uh, yes, uh, I would probably be the only Charlotte Bobcat fan you know. Oh, wow. Assumed to be a Charlotte Hornets fan. Yes, exactly. Right. I was an original Charlotte Hornets fan, and then they left and went to, you know, you guys. Um, and then when we got the Bobcats, uh, you know, I was like, good, we got another team. It's been really hard to watch, though. Yeah, so uh, right. I think I think the I think this last move, I think, is going to be a good one, though. And uh, I'm glad we're going back to Hornets. History, so. history will when history shows that the greatest player in your franchise's history is Gerald Wallace. I think there's a problem. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. I think that actually the greatest player in your franchise's history is your owner, Michael Jordan. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, that's the truth. Right. Uh, but congratulations on getting that name back. That is a that is an esoteric and very uh, very much unknown Civil War reference to Charlotte. I can't remember exactly what it is, but 
apparently Charlotte is known as a hornet's nest to some mm-hmm. union general. Yeah. So, uh, so that that's one of those perfect names that uh, definitely should reside in Charlotte. We were happy to give it up, Utah. Why don't you follow suit, you assholes, exactly. and give us our little name back? Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but uh, not that I'm dissatisfied with the Pelicans' name. Oh, and Smitty, do you not root for the Carolina Hurricanes? That's got to be. I've never been a hockey guy. Me neither. So, I can't. I can't. I yeah, can't do it. I try, but yeah, yeah. So. Um, and you live so close to Atlanta also, former home of the Thrashers, former home of the Flames. Atlanta, only city to lose two hockey teams to Canada. <laughs> oh, snap. Mm-hmm. Boom. And those were my... Wait, wait. What? Don't... Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. Because I'm in. Uh, I'm on Long Island, home of the former U.S. Open, or the, the, the still actually current U.S. Open. Uh, what happened, Nate? Give us an update. I know what happened, but tell us. Well, I just want to take a second to uh, pat myself on the back. Um, both of my... Picks turned out to be absolutely correct. Right. Serena Williams won the U.S. Open for the fifth time. Not a, not, where, a, not a long limb you went out on there, but okay. But well, no, but you know, I will say that the look. She, I picked her to win Wimbledon, and she lost in like the quarterfinals. So um, uh, Rafael Nadal won his second U.S. Open. Uh, he now has 13 total Grand Slams, one behind Pete Sampras, four behind Roger Federer, uh, so gaining every day. So you're Spice. you're you're boring. It's the most boring thing ever. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, I, <laughs> and uh, that's a oh Greek people. When your best looking one is uh, like a tie between George Stephanopoulos and Pete Sampras, ugh, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, um, I just want to say that uh, in in conclusion, uh, those picks that I made capped off what was actually a perfect weekend for me last weekend. Uh, LSU won. Um, Dallas won, New Orleans won, uh, Rafael Nadal won, Serena Williams won, and my high school Jesuit Blue Jays won. No, last they didn't. Weekend. No, they didn't. No, last, last, last weekend, not this weekend. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. They won ever. They didn't win this. They didn't win Friday. They lost. No, they, you're talking about like two, three days ago, they lost. Yeah. I'm talking about a week and a half ago. Oh, that oh you're still, you're still, uh, what are you like? You're living in the past like a sidewalk Bama fan named Adam Hose. Listen, I just got to say that, uh, by the way, I don't switch my allegiances, so I'm not like Adam Hose. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, I'm just saying that I had, a, I had a, a noteworthy weekend in the world of sports. I wanted to have a little recognition. Thank you, Adam Wilson. Okay, fine. And those were my balls. Yes, they were. Nice. Uh, Smitty, go ahead and yes. tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what... Uh, what uh, what do you do? Give, take some time to promote yourself here. What do you do over there in Charleston besides being an awesome dad? Well, uh, I actually work at the College of Charleston as an academic advisor, helping all these freshmen, sophomore figure out what the hell they're going to do with their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, mostly I've been, for the past 10 years, working with a company here called Pure Theater, doing original work um, and so basically your newer uh, contemporary work, and I've uh, been doing improv for about eight years as well with a group called Theater 99, the Have Nots, um, and keep busy probably 200, 250 nights a year. I'm out doing some sort of uh, either improv or rehearsing or performing. So keeping busy and I actually have a short film that uh, I wrote and directed and we're going to be releasing here hopefully at the uh, end of the fall here called The Persistence of Memory. So Wow. Look yeah. at that. What's that about? Give us a little synopsis. It's um, it's a, it's about a 20, 25-minute film about a guy who has been diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And mm-hmm. it's about his decision of whether or not he's going to go through chemo. Because, you, you know, he can get, not go through it and live for about six weeks on his own terms. Or go through chemo and live for about a year. So, so it's a comedy. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> wow, that sounds that's really awesome. Can we can we look your film or your improv troupe or your company up anywhere online? Yes. So you can go well for as far as the theater stuff, you can go to www.puretheater.org and that's theater with an R E because it's pretentious, like we all are. And um <laughs> then of course uh you can go to uh www.theater99.com for improv. And um and then uh yeah, and anything with the movie will be on the pure theater website because we uh, do a lot of self-promotion for each other. So. And you can find all these links on our website at theredshtick.com. Just click podcasts, and there we are right under there. Uh, oh, Smitty, College of Charleston, home of the Cougars. Yes. Yeah, and former... Yeah, there's a lot of women walking around with Cougar shirts. So. What, was it... Did you did you enjoy the Bobby Crimmins era, or was that, like, with mixed feelings from you, or did you care? I know. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, I, it wasn't one of those things where I held a grudge because it was Georgia Tech. I mean, right. he was one of those guys who's always kind of classy and a hell of yeah. a coach, and I still get a little kind of... Oh my God, that's Bobby Crimmins every yeah. time I see him. He's still around. So Bobby Crimmins, uh, former Georgia Tech uh, basketball coach, legend, uh, with that great head of beautiful gray hair. Like he just, looks exactly the same. I know, I know. He, he has had that gray. He and Steve Martin, as soon as they turned mm-hmm. nineteen, just gray as a mule. Gray, up, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> gray as a mule. Aren't mules gray? Is that, that, is that, is that isn't that a phrase? That's not. They're not really. We have them here. Yeah, they not parts, and they're not gray. What, what's, I don't what, see anything what, gray on mules. What should I say then? Gray is a as a, a what? Shetland pony. Aren't they gray? That's a mouthful. Why don't they just say fucking mule? <laughs> that, doesn't like anything. Any anything as a mule. I think it's fine. Like stubborn as a mule. Uh, hor- horny as a mule. Hung like a mule. Uh, talks back more than a mule. You know. Stoned. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of mule. Stoned like a mule. Drunk as a mule. I don't know. Uh, Hard working as a mule. Whatever you want to say as a mule sounds good. You know. <laughs> Um, and uh, Smitty, so you kept up. You kept up with the improv, huh? You, uh, you, in the grand tradition of exit wounds. Yes. How about? Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That yeah. was. Uh, and I, actually, you know, what's funny is that was that I thought that would have been my my one and only time doing it, but uh, I got involved with uh, one of the co-founders of the Have Nots here, and um, he's like, uh, you know, asked me if I'd be interested. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try it out. And next thing you know, it's eight years later, and I'm still doing it. So. Wow, look at you. Adam, do you, do you remember Exit Wounds from the LSU days? Of course I do. I saw all their shows over at, uh, uh, did you, uh, there was this Spanish, they did a few shows at the Spanish Moon that I, yeah. that I can remember. That was, yeah. I still laugh to this day uh, at one, one of your, one of the sketches that you guys did. I, I don't think, that, this wasn't improv, I think this was a sketch. Um, you guys were all cramming yourselves into an elevator and, uh, you know, like one of the reminiscent, one of those old dial commercials. And one by one, everybody started looking at Mark Petrie like, oh, my God, what the hell is that smell? And getting out of the elevator as quickly as possible. And then uh, once everybody's off the elevator, Mark looks right at the audience and he goes, aren't you glad you rubbed shit all over yourself this morning? <laughs> Don't you wish everyone did? Yeah. <laughs> Lights out. And that was that's still one of my favorite sketches ever. <laughs> Um, well, good stuff. Well, uh, are you on the Twitter, Smitty? Uh, yeah, Smitty loves beer. The, the, the Smitter. <laughs> Smitty, the Smitter. Smitty, at Smitty loves beer. All right, yeah. so uh, all you hootenears, go follow R.W. Smith, Smitty. Hey. Hey, hey, Smitty, uh, what's what's uh, what's the craft beer in South Carolina? Like uh, Louisiana is to Abita as South Carolina is right. to? The, the best one we got going right now in Charleston is uh, Coast Brewery. Coast yeah, and they've got uh, their signature one is called Hop Art, and uh, I recommend it highly. But we've got five in the city now. We've got Holy City Brewery, we've got <laughs> Coast, we've got Palmetto, uh, we've got Westbrook, and then we've got a new one, uh, Frothy Beard. 
So we are growing huge with breweries around here, and they all offer tours and free samples and fun times. So. Are you still uh, are you still uh, brewing your own? I have not. I have not brewed any in a couple of years. Um, just busy. Uh, it, it annoys me though because I lo- I love doing it. But yeah. 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 Well, once those girls go off to college, you're going to have your own brand. I have a feeling. <laughs> there you go. Get back on them. Actually, my brother-in-law is really good at it. So he's actually my source. So I can just go get some from him. But, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Wilson, what you got going on this week? Uh, I was going to have the fucking goddamn uh, East Coast Regional Finals of Air Sex. Air Sex, excuse me. Uh, but, um, uh, oh, Smitty, I don't know if you know this. I'm the defending New York. Uh, uh, I was last year's New York City Air Sex champion. And, uh, I saw the video. Oh, oh, great. Good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, and uh, tell your tell your wife I said she's welcome. Anyway, the... Um, <laughs> wow. Um, I, I'm assuming they watched it right before making love. That's... <laughs> Okay, anyway. Just that I want to sit on that face. Yeah. (laughs) Wrong Adam. Anyway, the the contest has been canceled. Now, I've got a decision to make. I've got a dilemma, guys. and I I might need your help before we get out of here because we've got to get out of here in a second. Um, I uh, am in the national finals. I've been, because of the the unfortunate cancellation of the East Coast finals of this year, which were to be at the Highline Ballroom in Chelsea, Manhattan, uh, I have been given a uh, a pass into the national finals in New Orleans, but I've got to pay my own way there. Oh. Now, the day wow. of the finals, uh, Nate, tell me if you know what day this is. Uh, Larry Bird's birthday. Larry Bird's birthday. No idea. Pearl Harbor. December 7th. That's right. December 2nd. Uh, 7th. 2nd. Well, the 2nd, that's Britney Spears. But uh, December 7th, uh, Pearl Harbor. Uh, you know what also is December 7th? What? The SEC championship, championship. game. Yeah. Oh, right. and my stepsister's 24th birthday. Okay, no, nobody, nobody cares about that. Anyway, so... Um, yep, they, uh, um but you know, so since we're playing, since LSU's playing in Alabama this year, that's an automatic win. Since in the last thirty-three games, only eight of those games have been won by the home team. LSU ten and four in their last fourteen tries in Tuscaloosa. Uh, so, which means we're going to the SEC title game, and we're going to win the national title. We're going to beat either Stanford or Oregon. Um, and uh, sources say Oregon will be wearing special uniforms for that game. I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, <laughs> now. Um, so I got a decision to make. Do I want to foot the bill to uh, become a legend, or do I want to uh, actually just grow up? <laughs> well, you know, I will say this. So, you know, you had a you had a rough defeat last year. I got my ass handed to me, I, and I, I'm a man who believes. I'm a man who believes in redemption, my friend. Well, there's such a thing as a DVR. Legends only come around once a lifetime. There you go. All right. Wisdom from the mouth of R.W. Smith, Adam. Mm-hmm. Not a slave of the fine arts, a master <laughs> of the fine arts, a brutal, abusive master of the fine arts. Mm-hmm. When the Dude. when when he looks the fine arts in the eye, Southern Man by Neil Young is playing real loud in the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. Well, listen, I, Adam, it sounds like everybody tapped out. They just gave up. They decided not to come and face you in the East Coast Championships. Well, that's, that's not exactly what happened. But, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that story. But don't, that, don't, I'm trying that, to help you out here. Don't shit on my I'm story. Sorry, okay. I think that's Adam's signature move, the tap out. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, All right. Well, uh, I, I don't have a whole lot going on this week. I'll report back when I do. Let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. Um, R.W. Smith, Smitty, lovely having you. we got to have you back, um, especially when your movie gets going, because we want to talk about that a little bit. Sweet. Sweet. 
Hey, if Clemson and also if Clemson's un, uh, undefeated late November, then we're, we need to have you back. All right, you I'll be a fucking mess, but sure. Yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> well, yeah. for Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, R.W. Smitty Smith in Thanks, Charleston, South it. Carolina. Oh, one more thing I've got to add. 25-24. Go ahead. Wait, what? Oh, you motherfucker. Good. Just sneaking that in right at the end. Oh, he's, oh, oh you're, he's talking about the, uh, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from last year. That's what he's talking about. Okay. <sighs> For Adam Wilson in Brooklyn, New York, and Smitty, the son of a bitch who had to sneak that in at the last second, in Charleston, South Carolina, I'm Nate Frizzell in Hollywood, California. This has been the Bicoastal Hootenanny starring Nate and Adam. To all of our friends back home and everyone in between, we say, Swing it, toi. Email us your questions, comments, corrections, and tips on how to not get your bike stolen to Nate and Adam at theredstick.com. Or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny, starring Nate and Adam. Next week, Nate will be sleepy. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Hoot. This has been a production of The Red Stick.